Welcome to the Lessons from the Tank podcast. Today, I have someone special on the podcast with me. She has the record for most attempts of getting on Shark Tank and finally making it on the show. She is the most tenacious entrepreneur that you will ever want to meet, and she has so many good things to say. Her name is Kim Meckwood, and you do not want to miss this episode. Hey, Kim, thank you so much for being part of the podcast today. Thanks, Joe. It's an honor to be here. I'm thrilled. I have to tell you, I watched your episode, and man, you embody something. And I, I know we're going to talk about it today because I just feel like this is who you are. But I feel that like you're just this this tenacious person that like knocked on the Shark Tank door over and over again. You're like, I'm getting on the show. Like, you guys can keep turning me away, but I am getting on here. And um, <laughs> I was so struck by that uh, first one when I saw it originally, and then I watched it again, you know, in preparation for this. I'm like, she rocks. So I, I just wanted to say, good job with that. That was amazing. I say, I say, no is just no for now. I never give up. It's so funny because one time um, when I was working um, at at the time, I was a pharmaceutical rep, and I saw Mark Burnett in an elevator at a medical building, and I of course pitched him because I always have a click and carry on me. <laughs> It didn't help, though. He didn't get me on the show. I still had to keep trying. You, you have to do it, though. You have to, you have to throw it out there and, and, and see what happens. But, but no, thank you. Uh, thanks so much for being on. I, I feel that all the listeners are really going to get something from, from this episode because um, what did, what did um, were, were you like the, the person who tried the most times or something like that? Is that what Mark Cuban said? Like the, the amount yeah. of times that you tried to get on the show and then finally made it has, is a record or something? Is that the case? I do. I hold, I hold the record for the most attempts ever to get on the show. I don't know if I should be proud <laughs> or embarrassed, <laughs> but it finally worked. It was literally one of the most exciting and scariest days of my whole life. I wouldn't switch that adventure for anything. I, I was so thrilled to finally make it on. It was a dream come true. So before we get into all that, let's talk about your product because we have them in our office. We have, I have them personally at home and I think it is brilliant. I really, really do. So tell, tell uh, a little bit about um, Click and Carry because everybody should, anybody that's listening to this should go buy one immediately. It is, it's that simple <laughs> thing that you didn't know you needed until you knew you needed it. Like if that makes sense. I, I couldn't agree with you more. In fact, I have so many return customers for that reason alone. So this is click and carry. It's a simple handle device that helps shoppers to manage and carry multiple bags at once comfortably. What you do is you twist it open and you load handle bags on each side and it's any bag with the handle, plastic, paper, canvas, you could put 40 pounds on each side for a total of 80, and the key is to evenly distribute the weight. Because when you do that, you twist it back into place and you either carry it in your hand because there's comfy gel, or better, you wear the click and carry in your hands free. And the fun thing is I invented it for groceries and I'll explain that story in a minute. It's because of a, a breakup. Um, I invented it to help me because I live in a condo and I had a, meander through multiple doors up an elevator stairs so i invented it for groceries but people use it as a ski boot tote for dry cleaning for paint cans and construction pals um, carrying sports equipment dry cleaning but here's my newest and favorite and it's from a customer you twist it open and once you get it home 
It's a stand for your phone or your iPad. <laughs> if you guys are not, if, you, if you're listening and you didn't, did not watch this on video, you need to go on YouTube, watch the video, because what she just did was amazing. Um, I'm always like propping my phone up with different things. And that's, that is great. It's perfect. Who knew, right? Who knew? <laughs> I, I do have a story. So I travel a lot. So I, I fly a lot. And I saw somebody, I'm literally, I'm, I'm walking past them. Like I'm walking one direction, another direction. So we're, I'm in the, in the airport. And I saw a, um, a woman who had a click and carry on her shoulder, diaper bag <laughs> on one side and purse on the other. And I did a double take. And then I went over and asked if it was a click and carry. And she's like, it is. I'm like, I, <laughs> I kind of know Kim. Like, it's like, and so it was just the coolest thing. I love seeing Shark Tank products out in the wild. And, um, and that was just one where I just had to ask because I, like, I don't know if people have tried to rip it off or anything, but the, it was the original click and carry. And I was so proud to, to know you. Oh, thank you. That makes my day. It's, it, isn't it funny when, when you, when you hear positive feedback, I had a, a testimonial the other day from someone who has rheumatoid arthritis. And he said that click and carry gave him his power back, which, oh, wow. May seem silly to us, but hey, if you can make someone's day a little bit better, you're the winner. And that's just what you do with your amazing product. So well, thanks. Well, and, and you heard, I mean, as part of the, like when we were getting set up on the podcast, um, my team here, because we do a lot of traveling, we, we take gear out. Um, they use it for stuff around here, like their their um, their bags and stuff. They'll put them onto a click and carry and and carry it into different conferences that we do and stuff. So. And again, it's just so it's just such a neat, neat thing um, to, to have that that connection. But um, so so I personally, when I get groceries <laughs> before <laughs> click and carry, which now lives in the back of my wife's Jeep, like there's just one that sits there. But <clears throat> I used to like put them all in my hands and then I would like wrap the, the handles around and I'd have like a finger that would turn purple. Um <laughs> So this alleviates all of that. And I assume that, that that is kind of what you were like, the, the challenge that you were trying to overcome. And, and you told a story on the show about you had a dream. Um, can you share a little bit about, about sure, how you came sure. up with the concept? Yep. So I had this boyfriend and when I, we lived together and when I would come home, I would call him and he would come down and get all the groceries. So when we broke up, I had to carry my own groceries and <laughs> like, man, he was, a I know that was, that was seriously, that's Matt was fantastic for carrying in the groceries. So I You're started like pros and cons of-, of the guy. Like he carries in the groceries. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. So, really? This is a, a guy replacement is what I can carry is. Um, but I, I, I knew I wanted something that would help me bring in the groceries. And I'm the kind of person where I think peripherally, we, we have this, um, we take in all of these cues from the world and I knew I wanted to solve a problem. And when I'm relaxed and sleeping, the best ideas come to me in my dreams. And in my dream, I dreamt of the click and carry, but it was just the bottom portion. And it was true to the shape of the click and carry, but the problem with an open version is that when you set the click and carry down, the bags would pop mm. out. So I needed to have a top. So my next iteration was a magnetic click and carry with two pieces, but I knew that if I 
had two pieces that people would lose one of the two pieces or God forbid a kid could get hurt on it. So I knew that it had to be a unit that just twists open. So this is patterned after a barrette, believe it or not, <laughs> no that kidding. I would hold my hair into. So um, this is actually the ninth iteration and it was the winner. It was the one that uh, awarded me a utility patent. That's fantastic. So um, first of all, the, the fact that it took you nine iterations, right? Which is, you know, that's, I don't want to say it's it's uncommon, you know what I mean? But that's a lot. I mean, for especially mm -hmm. for a, for somebody that isn't in the R&D world. I mean, it's not like you had a, a big click and carry lab where you're like, oh, well, let's try this version. Let's try this version. <laughs> you're just doing this on your own, I assume, right? Absolutely. And um, here's a little word of advice to other entrepreneurs out there. Take advantage of free and community, um, what is, um, wow, can we cut that out? Like, they have like incubators, is that what you're, you're you know? Wow, I'm so sorry about that. That's all right. My, my, my mind just uh, went blank. Um, th there, there's so many different programs out there. For example, I actually utilized a student at the Pasadena Design School. She was studying product design. She was getting her master's and Audrey um, was able to do the 3D CAD printing for me. And each of my iterations was about $200, but out in the real world, that would have been about $2,000 mm -hmm. an iteration. So it ended up costing me 2000 for all nine of them. But in addition to that, there are so many other groups like SCORE that would give you access to a CEO who is retired and wants to share their amazing knowledge with you or the SBA who can help you with running your numbers or your pricing strategies, um, different channels of distribution. So there's so many different communities out there that we can utilize for help in bringing our product to market. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're exactly right. I mean, some of the um, work that uh, in the R&D side, I, I called on, you know, favors and, you know, people that, that I knew in our, in, in the window and door industry and just said, Hey, can you possibly help me out with this? I'm trying to do something new. And, um, you know, if you don't ask, the answer is always no. So, you know, Absolutely. go out there and, and try to get some, try to get some help. And, and that's a, that's great advice. Oh, and if I could add one more, um, there's a, a group I speak to um, usually yearly, and it's the United States Patent and Trademark Office. And um, I, I speak at a conference that last year, I spoke to a group of librarians at the Patent and Trademark Resource Centers. There's a Patent and Trademark Resource Center in every state. Some, some states have two. And if you're looking to file a patent or to do research to find out if your idea is already out there. These librarians are trained to help you and facilitate you in writing your patents. So there's so many amazing resources out there that we can we can utilize for free. Yeah, and, and it is like I, I um, um, talked to Tiffany Crummins from you know mm -hmm. season one, episode one, way, way, way back, and and we were we talked about patents and even the different types of patents and and. People think that you know getting a patent or at least getting on the on the path is going to cost you twenty thirty thousand um, dollars. It doesn't have to be that way. You know, there's certainly ways that that you can cut that cost down dramatically and do a lot of the work on your own. Absolutely. So, so okay. So so you came up with this nine iterations. It took you nine iterations. You come up with this fantastic product, right? And you're working full time, so you have this cool product. And then you're like, you're probably like everybody else that has invented something. Somebody says you should go on Shark Tank. Um, 
right? Uh, I, I've heard that a million <laughs> times. Um, I'm sure you did too. Um, and you took it to heart though. You're like, yep, I'm going to give that a try. And mm -hmm. so how, how did that experience go? Oh my gosh. Well, it's funny because the first time I auditioned, I was working with the producers and at the 11th hour, I was X'd from the show and I wish I put up a fight then, but it just wasn't the right time and things always work out the way they're supposed to. It was a blessing in disguise for me, but um, I didn't apply the next year because- well, Hold they on one second, just so we can explain to, to any of the listeners that haven't, you know, that don't understand this. Um, through Shark Tank, when they say, hey, this is something that we might want to possibly maybe put on the show, you start working with producers and through the whole experience, all the way up through you you aired in front of the, you know, or not aired, but you shot in front of the sharks, They there's this opportunity that you just go away, that they they talk to more people than, than they bring out to, to LA, they bring more people out to LA than they'll actually shoot, they shoot more people than will actually air. And so you have this constant anxiety through the whole thing of, you know, maybe I'm going to be that person who gets cut at the 11th hour. And, and that happened to you. And I'm so sorry for that because that would have been devastating. Like, I can't imagine going through all of that and, and, and like the feeling of, oh, I guess it's, it's over. So it was devastating. And I should have put up a fight. And subsequently, it happened to me again because I, I don't know if you noticed, but my episode for season 12 was actually from season 11. So I didn't make it to air in season 11 and what happened is covid and right. as a result abc bought the episode and i aired in season 12 thank goodness and it was perfect timing for me i was um i i wouldn't have been ready if it had aired in season 11 so yeah it's it it, it, it was a lot of heartache that's for sure and when I didn't make it to air, they told me they'd call me the year after, so I didn't audition. And then what happened is that producer left the show, so <laughs> they um, he wasn't there to call me. Right. And um, so what I had to just audition every year until I was finally selected to make it to air. <laughs> so when you say every year, two years in a row you you auditioned maybe three years like how many how many times and i'm setting you up i know how many times it was but how many times did you did you audition until finally you you aired um i auditioned i'd say seven or eight times, seven or eight times. <laughs> that that has there is a there is an amount of stubbornness in you that is uh, I, I hope to emulate someday. I, I have some of it in me, but but oh my goodness, I just can't imagine um, that you know over and over again, and especially getting to to the point you were, and then then not making it past that point, and then getting up there again, and then not make. Oh my goodness, that would be so frustrating. I know. Well, my motto is no is just no for now. You can't give up, but. It was it was frustrating. I mean, I I was to the point where I had it so down that I would just pick up my answers from the previous year, make a few <laughs> modifications, and then resubmit. So, so I I mean, I knew the process. It's funny because um, the head casting agent left the show about four years ago, and he told me you're never going to make it on the show. And he did that because I think he was. He was casting for a different show and I went on this terrible show called Food Fortunes um, because he told uh -huh. me I would never make it onto Shark Tank and I knew that I needed the publicity, I needed the product awareness. Right. So um, 
so I went on that show and that year I was disqualified from Shark Tank. So, so the seven or eight years were not consecutive seven or eight years. <laughs> oh my goodness, that is, wow. So, okay, so we're going to talk about your tenacity here in a, in a few minutes, but the, all right, so you get on the show and um, immediately, and again, I, again, anybody that's listening, they shoot for a lot longer than the 12 or 13 minutes that we, we get to on, on air. So how, how long were you in there for? Um, About 50 minutes. Okay, so close to an hour mm -hmm. um, you, you were in there. And um, how soon before Robert actually came out and said, no, I'm not interested? Like, it, it makes it seem like you got like halfway through your pitch and he's like, eh, I'm, I'm out. I mean, I'm sure that didn't happen that way. It but... didn't. And, and, and it's funny because the way they edited it, it seems that Lori went out right away and it was really Lori and Barbara kind of um, asking the questions all along. Right. And Lori didn't go out until the very last minute. So it, it's, all in the, it's all in the way they edit it, but the group was fantastic. Even Mr. Wonderful was nice to me, kind of. Kind of. Um, <laughs> he, he plays a character. He, 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 you know, he is what he is, um, but... But yeah, so the um, so so you started you know you started your pitch and all that stuff and you're you had a couple people go out. You remained very optimistic um, and very positive, and you did all the things that the producers tell us to do, which is reframe and you know keep your message going, even if if somebody. Um, how how tough was that to do um, in that situation? So. It was, it was a dream come true just to be there. So even sure. if I didn't make a deal, I was just happy to be there to finally fulfill my dream. I love that show. I think Shark Tank is fantastic, obviously. And um, I was just thrilled to be there. And there was a point where I, um, Barbara made me the horrible deal. And horrible deal, horrible. horrible. <laughs> you could, and you could see the blood drain out of my face. And I look at, at, at the program and I think, Oh my gosh, I, I felt so sorry for myself in that moment. And that was the one point where I was defeated and I, all, I, I, I lost it a little bit. And that's what I said, no, I'm sorry, uh, this is my baby. It, sure. And I, I know the value. I know that it's an amazing product. It helps so many people and I have so many other ideas. So I just decided to, to tell my truth and to say that, that, hey, this is something I really believe in. And no, I'm not gonna, accept a, a lousy deal like that and luckily they turned it around with a good deal yeah it was it was funny because i remember the first time i was watching i'm like don't take it don't take it don't take it like um because again as when you're on the show like you i become personally like invested in people that i see now um because we've been there done that right we 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 know what it what it feels like and i'm like no 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 don't do it and then you like turned it down i'm like great awesome <laughs> That's right. You stick with you. Stick with the, with your. Stay strong. Stay strong. And then they they have the they have like the shot of Barbara and Mark, you know, talking to each other. And I'm like, ooh, there's something good coming. And again, all the creative creative editing, I get it. Shark Tank's a show, and they have mm -hmm. to do that. And and I I appreciate that because it keeps the show on 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 air. But um, so did you see them talking? Like, did you see them whispering to each other? And you're like, oh wait, is there there's something coming? I did, and I, I, I saw it out of the corner of my eye, and it was all going on while Lori was going out, and she had a very long dissertation. When she went out, she, 
she talked about QVC and, and honestly, I wasn't going in there for Lori because I already was on QVC and had success on QVC. But I, what I didn't realize is that to, to be, to have your reels play on QVC, you have to have a deal with Lori or Mr. Wonderful. So looking mm -hmm. back now, Lori would have been a good choice too, but I, in my head, I thought, oh, I, gosh, I don't need Lori because I'm already on QVC. But I, she was giving her dissertation, and she was very sweet and kind and said some nice things. And I really love Lori. But while she was saying no and letting me down softly, <laughs> I saw those two communicating. So I was thrilled because I love Mark Cuban. I think he's awesome. Yeah, I um, <laughs> Pittsburgh boy. I, I, I'm a Pittsburgh guy. I, I really appreciate Mark. And um, and so I, I do think I, first of all, one, one thing, again, if you're listening, um, and you haven't heard us talk about this, the sharks are actually really gracious. Um, they, they really are, you know, are. they don't sometimes with the editing, it comes across that they're, they're harsh. And I, and I think sometimes they are because people just like, you don't know your numbers or whatever, but for people that are prepared and in there and passionate, they're really, really gracious. Um, yeah. and they're really great people and they really do want to understand your business. And, um, and so I could see, you know, again, even with some of the comments that Mark was making, I'm like, I think that, I think he might jump in here. And so, so he I did, and you got a deal, um, which is fantastic. Um, so tell us what the deal was. So I ended up getting $225,000 um, for 40% of my business. I went in with 15%, but it ended up being 40%. And they, um, I mean, again, one of the things with, you know, even accepting a, a larger percentage or something like that, um, there's so many benefits to having the sharks on your side that, um, you know, I, I think you, I think you nailed it. I think you did a, a great job, um, with, with thank everything you. that you did. So thank you. The, the sharks were wonderful. Um, it, I, it was seriously the best day of my life. And I, I think Barbara is a doll, all of them. Robert was amazing. They were all just fantastic. So um, did you have that surreal moment when they, like when an offer came through that you're like, I might accept it. Like I might be getting a deal right now. Like, did you have that internal dialogue? Cause I had that happening. Like when, when, when they were like, I'd like to make you an offer. I'm like, are you talking to me? Like, is, is this really <laughs> happening right now? Um, did you have that same out of body experience? I did. I am. Um, I was absolutely thrilled, obviously. And I didn't even try to counter because I was just so thrilled to have the deal. Although afterwards I thought to myself, oh my gosh, I hope people don't think I'm stupid for for not fighting for more. I mean, it was Mark and Barbara, right? right? And the fun thing is for my episode, all of the casting agents came in and watched because they knew me for so many years. So <laughs> you worked with all of them. <laughs> they had a bunch of cheerleaders in the audience. It was just amazing. and. It took everything in me not to cry because I was just so happy. They were, I did cry afterwards because I was thrilled. And oh, yeah. Cry, but yeah, I, I really had to keep it together. But the funny thing is afterwards, the producers come and ask you for a couple of words of wisdom. Mm -hmm. And I, I was just depleted. I had nothing left in me. My brain wasn't functioning. <laughs> so I was, I was happy that they threw something together at the end where I said, I am the winner. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I I went through the same thing because I was in there for for a long time. I was in there for almost three hours in, in front of them. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And and so like when by the time we got to the you know 
hey, you know, do you have some words? And I'm like, just tell me what you want me to say. Like, I have, I have nothing left in me. Like, I don't know what, what like, what's your reaction? I'm like, I, I don't know. I need to go to bed. I, like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, I'm exhausted. That was me 100%. And in, in fact, it's funny because at one point during my 50 minutes on stage, I lost all saliva. I... <laughs> ran out of saliva and luckily I hit a bottle of water off stage and you can't leave the stage but I did it anyway I didn't I didn't realize you couldn't leave the stage and the sharks were hysterical because that's a big 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 no-no but I couldn't talk anymore I was done I was out of saliva (laughs) like where in the heck is she going like that's awesome (laughs) like it took her eight years to get here now she just walked off the set (laughs) yeah what is she doing I, I couldn't help it. So so um, advice for anyone who's going to be a contestant on Shark Tank, hide some water on your on your body somewhere. Yes. <laughs> Make sure you have a bottle of water. Or or be well hydrated. Back in the you know back in the on deck uh, area, be very be very well hydrated. So, all right. So so let's talk for the for the next couple minutes. Uh, well, first of all, I want to talk about a special click and carry that you're doing because um. I, one of the things that, that flex screen and me personally, we always talk about giving back and I know that you're doing something special, um, that, that is near and dear to you that, um, you know, that people can, can order and help to uh, help other people. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. So I'm a two time breast cancer survivor. And I think that's why my motto is no, is just no for now. Like I'm not going to, I'm not going to take a, a cancer diagnosis as the the end all be all, I was gonna fight through it. So I did, and I actually, unfortunately, had it return in March of this year. So I just finished radiation in August. I'm all better now, Neckwood, thank God. I hope it continues that way. But when you go through something like breast cancer, you realize that nothing is insurmountable. You, You can do anything. If you could get through that, you could get through anything, and that's how I live my life. And um, so as a way to give back, I actually made a special breast cancer click and carry. It's the pink ribbon click and carry if you see it on my website or on Amazon. And I donate 10% of the proceeds to the NBCC, which is the National Breast Cancer Coalition, because they're putting a lot of money into research. They're developing a way to prevent breast cancer from happening to anyone in the future with with um, new technological advances in medicine. It's pretty amazing. So that's where I donate my money because I don't want anyone to have to go through what I went through. It's it's horrible. And um, so buy yourself a pink ribbon, click and carry. Absolutely. And and we'll, we will uh, on the show notes um, for this podcast, we'll put, um, you know, we'll put um, Oh my goodness! I'm drawing a blank now. We'll, we'll put um, <laughs> links to to um, you know both the the regular click and carries and then also the the breast cancer Thank one. You. So, but no, that's I mean that's fantastic that you are giving back, um, and especially in this journey because your your company is still you know you're still in growth mode, um, yeah. and so so to give away ten percent of of the proceeds of a product, I mean that's that's substantial. So kudos to you. That's 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 awesome. Thank you. And just to be clear, Joe, it's just the it's just the breast cancer one, yep. but but it, it does make an impact and Absolutely. especially during the month of October when breast cancer awareness is promoted. Yeah. All right. So so first of all, uh, you know, this is a great segue because, you know, you were talking about the perspective that you got going through, you know, that diagnosis and battling that that where you know what? 
having the sh- the Shark Tank producers tell you no, you're like, whatever. <laughs> like, like, do you know what I went through? Like, this is nothing. Like, I, hey, I'll be back next year. Like, expect me. Um, I mean, that perspective, it, it sounds like, has served you really, really well um, through through everything that you're, you're not just the the diagnosis, but through the business side. Um, would, would you agree? One hundred percent. Because I just let things slide off me. I, I'm. I'm being redundant, but no really is just no for now. I just keep going back and eventually they're gonna either get sick of me and uh, let me into their retail store or let me onto the show or I'm gonna just keep coming back. <laughs> right. Yeah, and, and that um, as, as anybody that's listening that is a budding entrepreneur, wants to be an entrepreneur, or is in the middle of an entrepreneurial journey, or, or even just a leadership journey of any, any sort, um, tenacity is, is one of the, if I had to rank the things that helped make my company successful, it is the tenacity that I and my team um, put forward in, in the, um, the, I don't want to say dark times, but in the, in the lean years, and in the, the startup phase, you know, all of those types of things, if if we weren't willing to keep, you know, banging banging against doors that that seemed closed to us, we would have failed a long, long time ago. And I have a feeling that that you have a similar feeling. I I couldn't agree with you more. In fact, um, even just making the big jump to quit my job because I had a really lucrative career and it gave me peace of mind. You know, I had great um, health insurance and I could pay my mortgage to quit my job a month before my episode aired because I, in preparation for the, the show, that was a big step in my life. That was really scary, but I'm all in. This is this is it. If I didn't do that, I wouldn't be able to make Click and Carry successful. And um, before we started our podcast, I told you I'm gonna make a, a move also. I'm moving home because I have family in Pennsylvania and they could help me with click and carry. I need all the help I can get because I'm going to make this a huge success. And I'm just jumping all in on this one. And that's what you have to do. You have to keep knocking on doors and keep telling everyone about your product, putting the awareness out there. You just you can't you can't say no. Just keep going. Just move forward. Yeah, I talk to a lot of um, a lot of people that either have inventions, ideas, or they want to start a business. And one, um, they're like, hey, what is the one piece of advice that, that you have? And I'm like, I can't give you one, but here's, here's like, it's, it's like a dual one. First of all, if you can still continue working, you know, continue working, you know, like ha- having something that, that is a side hustle is, is a low risk of, of, mm-hmm. of you know, uh, entry into any sort of business. But from the other side, you know, talking out of the other side of my mouth, the sooner that you can pull that, that, um, that ripcord and and jump out of the plane and hope that your parachute works, um, it, the the better off you are. Because you know when we started FlexScreen, um, I, this became my full time job immediately. Um, I it was part of it was part of the package with my first um, uh, my first investors. They said, look, we'll invest money, but this has to be this has to be everything that you do, and that was that was really scary. I wish it's that I could have I could have had this as a side hustle for a while. But man, did that focus me? Um, there was there was no going back. I mean, I had burned the burned the ships. Like we were either going forward or dying. So that was that yeah. was it. Um, and so now you're though, you're in that you're in that stage. How does how does it feel that that you're like this is it for you? 
it's it's scary but i have to tell you that things are all falling into place so i know that it's meant to be but it's it, it it's definitely scary i'm used to being able to spend money on all different things and now i'm just operating a more lean ship i have to make sure i meet my goals for example last year my goal was to be into in five new retailers mission accomplished but now i have new goals for this year um and the hardest decision was do I sell my place or do I rent it out? Because in a way, that's my backup plan. My place is kind of my retirement. Mm. So um, there are a lot of big decisions necessary, but I, I decided, you know, I'm gonna keep my place. I'm renting it out, but I'm moving to Pennsylvania where I have help. And it's a lot less expensive to operate a business here because I am going to do this. I'm going to make this a success. And you're going to love my new inventions too, by the way. They're coming soon. They're coming quarter two, maybe quarter one. So. Oh, I can't wait. You're going to have to come back on, on the podcast <laughs> and, and make this like your big announcement will be okay. like, so got to listen to the, the lessons from the tank podcast to get, <laughs> but no, um, but no, that's, I mean, that's exciting. I mean, do, do you think, um, Again, as you're as you're into this entrepreneurial journey, I mean, is there anything more valuable than than the tenacity that, that you have? I mean, do you, can you think of something? Because, like I said, we're not that smart. Shark Tank, like if people think, like, <laughs> oh, you got on Shark Tank and you you must be like spectacular. Like, no, we're just a bunch of knuckleheads who got lucky. Well, I got lucky. You you was was a force of will <laughs> to, to get on the show, but. Um, yeah. You, you know, we're we're not we're, we're not brilliant people. We're not you know a lot of times we're not all that smart, but but we just happen to get on a TV show. But as far as being a successful entrepreneur, you, you know, uh, I, I just can't think of anything that is more valuable than than the tenacity to to say it, no is just no right now. Um, it's not no forever. I, I I believe that you're right. I think tenacity is number one because you're going to be wearing so many hats mm -hmm. and you have to learn every aspect of the business i mean i pretty much do everything i outsource a couple of things like my distribution and my accounting and bookkeeping and things like that but you know you better be tenacious because you're gonna have to figure out how to do uh, how to do distribution, how to source your product and manufacture it, how to get it into the United States if it's made abroad. Just, they're, they're, you, you have to have tenacity and you have to have a lot of energy because you're the one at the end of the day who's in charge and you have to get it done. Absolutely, and, and that, that tenacity comes from passion. And I can tell just from talking to you and, and seeing you on the show, your, your tenacity comes from a passion for what you're doing. And that that is also, um, again, those those things are up there, and they're they're so connected. Um, because if you don't have passion, it's very hard to be tenacious. Um, you know, it, it comes across very hollow if you're just like, oh, I'm doing this so I don't go bankrupt. That's that's completely different than I love what I'm doing, I love my product, and I'm going to make it successful because it's my baby. Absolutely, because you know, the thing is, for me, my reward is that. I, I hear that maybe my product helps someone. And I, I had a testimonial from someone with rheumatoid arthritis the other day. And he said that this product gave him his power back. Well, that motivates me. That makes me want to continue to move, move forward and get the word out there. And, um, you know, I've always been in sales. And 
I can't sell anything I don't believe in. Mm -hmm. So you're right. I, I am passionate about my product because I know that I need it. And people don't know they need it until they use it once and they're caught without it at the grocery store. Then they'll come back and they'll buy a ton more. But it's fun for me because it does make people's lives a little bit easier. And um, so it, it, it makes me motivated to wake up in the morning and to continue to move my business forward. I think it's a lot of fun. I'm tired a lot because I do everything, <laughs> but it's a lot of fun. Well, Kim, I have to tell you, whenever I'm feeling down, I'm going to come back and watch this podcast just, just to get a little bit of your energy uh, and your passion um, back into my life. So, But uh, thank you so much for being on. Um, tell, us, tell us where we can buy Click and Carry. Sure. So right now you can buy it at clickandcarry.com or amazon.com. Um, I'm on Kroger.com. And um, I'm onboarding this week with Lowe's.com. Bye-bye, wow. baby. Um, it's in Meyer grocery stores starting in about a week or two. I just sent out a shipment and um, I plan on taking over the world. So hopefully you'll see it in every grocery store and Target and Walmart very soon. Yes, I have a virtual trade show next week, so I'll report back and let you know who said yes. Yeah, for all the Target and Walmart <laughs> buyers that are listen to the show, you know, you'd need to get Click and Carry on your shelves. Yep. So, <laughs> yep. <laughs> so anyway, Kim, thank you so much. And I definitely think that we are going to have more to talk about in, in a future episode. Uh, I can't wait to, to see how everything's going with you. And, and good luck with your move to Pennsylvania, out to, to my home state here. So, Well, I, I look forward to meeting you in person. And I had a blast today. So thank you for this opportunity to talk to you. My pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Lessons from the Tank. If you got value from today's podcast, we encourage you to subscribe to the podcast so you're notified when a new episode is posted. If you'd like to support our podcast, we encourage you to review it and share it with a friend. Thank you, and we'll see you on the next episode.